Welcome to Mother Vessel, a podcast for women, mothers, and vessels. I am your host, Mame Yamachek. Today, I have the opportunity to chat with Brittany Mitchell as she is going to share her journey on being a woman and her personal experience as an aunt and a godmother and so much more. Brittany holds a bachelor's in psychology and her master's in community clinical psychology from Norfolk State University. Brittany is also a doctoral candidate at Liberty University, working to obtain her doctor of education in community care and counseling with a focus on traumatology. She's also the owner of Open Doors to Redefining Therapeutic and Consulting Services, where she offers virtual therapeutic services, including individual therapy, family therapy, marriage and couples therapy. And just to add another layer to who Brittany is, she is also an author of her own book entitled 30 and Single, Accepting the Now and Not the Forever. Brittany, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Yes, me too. Me too. So I know that I just shared with the listeners your background, but I think it'll be great for them to kind of just get to know you a little bit more. So I'm going to start off with a game. Okay. Okay. Random questions. Nothing to prepare for. Okay. (laughs) So to start, do you prefer to attend a party or host a party? I would say host a party. Mm, Okay. Okay. Now, would you rather lose sleep? or skip a meal? Hmm, that's a tough one. <laughs> lose sleep or skip a meal? Um, mm, lose, probably, mm. well, with my educational background, as you all probably can see, um, probably lose sleep. I'm a little accustomed to that a little bit more. Love <laughs> <laughs> that. Okay. Well, do you prefer shopping online or shopping in store? Definitely online in today's society. Online. Books or movies? I've gotten more into audible books. So I've really been enjoying that. So books, I really do enjoy doing that as I walk. Yeah. Yeah. Audible books are good. Those are really good. When shopping online, do you sort by price? or by rating rating definitely <laughs> i read the reviews <laughs> yes we need to see the stars <laughs> yes <laughs> are you a glass half full or a glass half empty person mm, good one I'm glass half full yeah okay any reason why i'm i'm a firm believer in self-care i cannot pour into other people unless i first pour into myself Mm. I have to take care of myself first before I can take care of anyone else. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Well, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> I, I got to know you a little better. <laughs> here, so thanks for participating. Of course. Um, so to begin, <clears throat> I would like to know who is Brittany as a woman. I am naturally a quiet person. I am very reserved. I am very much of an introvert. 
Um, and a lot of people find that very surprising due to me speaking to people and talking to people throughout my life and throughout the day. But I enjoy alone time. I enjoy me time. I am very much of a behind the stage type of person. I don't like too much attention. I've had to force myself to get out of those ways. But my comfort is definitely being an introvert and being more to myself and being in my quiet moments. I feel like that is those are the times that, as you can see, all these accolades and all these degrees and all these letters. But during those times when I spend my alone time with God, um, those are that is what those accolades came from, mm-hmm. those alone times. So I so much enjoy alone time and just peace. I love peace. I love quietness. I love stillness. That is who I am at the core. I pride myself in being private, but I have also grown to be more transparent because I am a firm believer that my testimony can help someone else. So I've had to grow into that, especially being a more quiet, reserved um, person. But at the core, I am very much to myself, which can have its pros and its cons. But I enjoy that about myself. I enjoy that peace and that quietness. So that's, that's, that's so good to learn. uh, (laughs) uh, Because I see you and you know, you're pretty, from what I say, pretty outgoing, you know, bubbly, you laugh, you know, Mm -hmm. time. but I recognize that what I may see of a person maybe for an hour is not yeah. at their core, right? <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that, but it, mm-hmm. it helps me appreciate understanding us as human. So, Brittany, I think your story is one that needs to be shared and your experience because oftentimes when we hear the word mother, mm-hmm. we will assume that the woman has birthed a child or has children and that's how she's a mother or that she's always wanted to be a mother since she was a little girl right Mm -hmm. and I have come to realize that's not the case for everyone and that's okay but Mm -hmm. a lot of times we don't hear those stories because our society may silence the woman to share that story or make her feel different because you know she may have a different outlook or perspective yeah definitely and we shouldn't do that the term mother motherhood all that shouldn't exclude women yes so i'm gonna ask you more general and then we can get a little bit specific okay for you to share with me your motherhood story Sure. I'm currently 33 and I don't have any children of my own. My motherhood journey, it started, I think, within my family, within watching movies and cartoons and stuff. And just the idea of wanting to be a mother during that time. Mm -hmm. I talk about in my book how at the age of 25, I thought that I would be married. By the age of 30, I thought that I would have children. Here I am, 33 years old, just getting married and no children. Mm -hmm. But I appreciate the journey that I experienced Because not knowing at that time that at 25, there was so much more in life that I needed to experience before I got married, before I had children, that I was kind of, in a sense, cutting myself short Mm. to have those expectations of, hey, yeah, let's get married by the age that I'm 25 or let's have children by the age that I'm 30, not putting into perspective 
um, schooling, not putting into perspective journeys and lessons um, that I needed to, to learn and seasons that I need to go through, not putting into perspective vacations and being able to enjoy life. You know, now that I look back, I'm like, oh, wow, I would have cut my, my life short getting married at 25 and not to, you know, say that that's a bad thing for some people that is their journey that is their story but it just wasn't mine mm. and so when it came to to motherhood being able to now appreciate that journey of at that time when I was thinking about motherhood yeah of course I wanted kids because I seen it and I seen a good uh, goodness come from that right. you know being able to be a mother but as my journey continued I went through the phase of also not wanting to be married also not wanting to have children because there were things in my life that happened that started to happen that I needed to heal from. And I was, and I didn't think that I could be a good mother through the life experiences that I had to go through and that I went through. I, I remember having a thought process of, I didn't think that I had enough patience and I wanted to be, if I was going to be a mother, I wanted to be a good mother. I wanted to make sure that I had enough patience for my child. I wanted to make sure that I was going to be able to listen to my child. I wanted to make sure that I would be able to be there. And now you see me and you hear all the accolades and stuff. But with that came a lot of discipline. It came a lot of time. And so during those times, I was like, I don't have time to be a wife. I don't have time to to be a mother to someone because I barely have time for myself. And so how is it that I can be a mother and also be able to do all the things that I see that's in, in line and in store for my life? And so I questioned motherhood for a long time. I questioned whether or not that would be a part of my journey. Although I, I love kids. I used to always say that I, I always wanted five kids. And if God is able to bless me with that, I'll be great, very grateful when the God kids started to flow in and they started to come and they started to come. And when my fifth one came, I said, God, you are funny <laughs> because I said, I always wanted five kids and look at how you did that. You know, they may not be my biological kids, but I care so much about them as if they were my own. And so I'm a firm believer that God exceeds my expectations. So when he bought the sixth one, I was like, God, look at you, you outdo yourself again. You know, because I have a heart for kids. I, I love kids, but I just didn't see myself at one time in my life being able to be a mom to my own. Yes. But let me ask you this. You speak about how God really outdid himself. <laughs> <laughs> giving you six God children and you, yes. um, you have a number of nieces and nephews. Would you mind sharing with us how that experience really shaped your outlook now on motherhood? Yeah. So in my journey of when I was thinking that I didn't have enough patience, um, that I didn't have what it, what it took to be a mother, my niece, um, Kayla came along and I've always called Kayla the life changer. Mm. Okay. I'm not gonna get emotional. Mm. I called Kayla the life changer because she changed my life in so many ways. Um, at that time, I didn't think that I had the qualities to be a parent, but 
Kayla showed me that I had the patience. She showed me that I had the qualities. She showed me that I could listen, that I could care, that I could teach. And she reaffirmed that in so many ways. And I think that that was definitely God ordained because he was trying to show me and bring out the qualities that he already knew. And he mm. needed to show me what they were. It's, it's life-changing for me. And I say that Kayla was that life-changing moment for me because now I do believe that I can be a mom and I can be a good mom. Right. And she's taught me that. She's shown me that along with God's help because I believe that God was speaking to her all along and telling her probably what to do and what to say to me. I'm a firm believer that he was using her as an instrument Mm -hmm. in a vessel at that time but she changed my thought process when it came to being a mom yeah wow well thank you for <laughs> sharing that and i i wondered this too because it is not easy to share this especially mm -hmm. amongst women mm -hmm. because as i started if a woman says i do not want to have children on my own it's often followed with a reaction. Yeah. And a lot of times judgment mm -hmm. um, and questioning and so forth. So when you were going through this season, if I may call it as such, <laughs> were you open to share this with people? Were you vocal about it or did you just internalize it that I did not want to be a mother in the future? I mainly internalized it. I believe I shared it maybe with my cousin at one point. I'm not really sure if she took it seriously. <laughs> but I think, you know, during that time, I was just kind of like, you know, I'm not really sure if I want to have kids. But I don't think they, I don't think that she really took me seriously. And she may have, but I know that it wasn't until after this season passed that I started to share it more with people and share that, you know, there was a season that I didn't, want to have children that I didn't want to get married um and a lot of people are shocked <laughs> that you know that I experienced that season but I you know yeah I I feel like I went through all of it mm. as far as yeah 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 and I think this is a reminder for us as women as mothers as vessels and even as a society if you hear a woman say those words mm-hmm understand that it, it's coming from a place that yeah you not know it's a reason yeah or understand yeah and to put aside the judgment yeah right exactly yep you know if a woman decides that hey i do not want to birth a child on my own or mm -hmm. i don't want to be a mother i was just that's between her and god exactly exactly <laughs> between her and god that's um, right and so i think it's very important for us and even for myself to remember that, especially after you experience motherhood, you're probably thinking, well, why wouldn't she want to, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she has her reason. Exactly. She has, story. she has different experiences that have led her to this point. And you just don't know what God is doing in her life or working through her. I would also like for us to talk about being a mother as a godmother and an aunt. As I mentioned, a lot of times we just hear mother and we 
assume that it's only by one way. Mm-hmm. And I can relate to the godmother piece because I became a godmother before my own children. Mm-hmm. And I remember the feeling when my girlfriends asked me to mm-hmm. be a godmother to their daughters who happened to be their first child as well. Yeah. And took a different approach and look at things. I was like, well, first I was like, wait, whoa, me? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. You sure? Like me, I don't even have children on my own and you want me to be a godmother, right? Exactly. But the role is so critical yeah. for the child and the child's upbringing. It's a special relationship and bond. And I even remember both of them saying it. It's funny because they asked me a year apart and they don't even know the conversation that I had with the other. Uh-huh. But they asked me and they said something. I think I, when I asked them, like, girl, you sure me? <laughs> like, <laughs> and they said, you know, if anything were to happen to me mm-hmm. or my child, I know that you will be there. Yeah. And I know that you will be praying for her if I have a moment with her and I can't get through to her, I know that I can say, call your God, mommy, or you you will step in and be that mother for her. Yeah. And it made me take a different look at myself and see how I could be a mother as a godmother, right? And not necessarily by having my own children. I think a lot of times we overlook the fact that we mother in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And you have also the piece of being an aunt as well. So if you could just speak on and kind of share with our listeners about how you can mother as a godmother and as an aunt. Well, I think you share some important pieces. Is The way that I've seen it too is also when their parents aren't able to or when the child is not being receptive to their parent Mm -hmm. and maybe I can speak on another level Mm. or possibly when they just need a little bit more time or a little bit more emotional connection or they just need someone to just kind of listen or get on their level and just kind of be there you know just be there and just to listen when they need extra cuddles or they need extra hugs, I see that as well. But another key point that I see as a godmother is praying more intentionally for them. Yeah. Not saying that their parents don't. Right. But I hear God speaking to me, particularly for my godchildren. And he'll tell me exactly what to pray for mm-hmm. when it comes to my godchildren. I had one of my um my godchildren, she wasn't talking as quickly. And I remember the day that God told me, start praying for her speech, start mm-hmm. praying for her to start talking. I've always said since that happened, I said, she can talk, she hears you. And she's understanding everything that you're saying. She's just going to talk at her own time. Mm-hmm. And so to step out and have that extra layer of faith as well as a godmother. Yeah. And to say, you know, even when their parents may have those, and they have those small moments of doubts, to step in and say, no, 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 no. She's going to talk. 
you know, no, we're going to trust in God to even be there as a support, not just for the child, but also for the parents to say that if that parent needs that extra support, if that parent needs that extra prayer, if that parent needs that extra hug to be there for that parent, you know, but I just know as a godparent, I remember when one of my friends had first asked me to be the godmother of her first son Mm -hmm. and then her second son. And I was like, hold up, wait a minute. I take this role really serious. Like, are you sure that you want me to be the godmother? And she was like, yeah, I want the the same godmother for all of my kids. And so then there was a third and then there was a fourth. And I'm like, oh my goodness, are you sure? (laughs) And she was like, yes, I'm sure. And she just kept telling me and I'm like, okay. And those boys are my heart. There's always four boys, but they are my heart. Um, And they are... They're going to be good. And I say this for all of my my God kids, all my nieces and my nephews. They are going to be good for the rest of their lives. I'm a firm believer that they are going to become everything that God has destined them to be. That they're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That they're not going to be afraid or ashamed of God. That they are going to walk with the Holy Spirit in his presence every single day. There will be no lack in their lives. But this is the type of faith that I have for them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the type of faith that I have to have as a godmother to them. Yeah. And I just have to pray intentionally. And I feel like that's my role. I have to to pray intentionally for them every day, every time I sense it in my spirit to pray for one of them. And sometimes God will say, you know, ones in particular that I'll pray and I'll speak um, over. But for my boys, I have to intentionally speak into their lives constantly and mm-hmm. declaring that they will become everything that they're destined to be because they will. Amen. But I feel like that's a part of a role as a, as a God parent. Yeah. Okay. I think sometimes that role can be overlooked. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember vividly, you know, sitting down and just say, ask the mother, which is my girlfriend, but like, what mm-hmm. are your expectations of me too? Oh, that's good. Because that's I take good. it seriously, just like you said. I take it yeah. seriously. And the praying piece, amen to that. Because I may not tell the mothers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm praying for them. Um, I know sometimes they'll reach out and say, hey, can you, you know, and I will, absolutely. But yeah. I, I take it so seriously. Like, And even when I'm praying for my children, I'm praying for them too. Exactly. Yeah. And so I, I think it's it's so important to emphasize how you can mother as a godmother yeah and mother as an aunt um so that's so beautiful thank you for sharing that oh this is good Brittany (laughs) good Um, so is there anyone who was or currently is a vessel for you yeah I have a lot I come from a family uh and I use this term loosely because I'm a firm believer that we don't always have to be strong as black women, but I come from a family of strong black women. Um, But as a therapist, as a psychotherapist, I am a firm believer that we don't always have to be strong. And as I have grown, I've seen them be strong, but also emotional. Mm -hmm. And they've taught me that the difference between that. Um, My mom is one, oh my goodness. She is, my role model Mm. when it comes to strength. And I think on this journey that we've had together, we both learned how to be emotional with each other. 
Because I think that from generation, we were taught to just constantly be strong, to get through things, to not show emotion, to always, you know, figure it out. You know, we're going to figure it out and we're going to keep going. But to learn that it's okay that we don't always have to figure it out. It's okay to be emotional and to have that moment to cry, to be emotional and to share, you know, what's going on. My mom shared with me the things that, and not too much of adult information, but she would share, you know, hey, Britt, you know, it's a hard time right now. I may not be able to get this or that for you. And I was a child that could be understanding, you know, during those times. But my mom, my aunts, um, my aunt Bernetta was a was a huge one. My aunt Chrissy, mm-hmm. my aunt Tisa, um, my aunt Lisa, um, my aunts have been uh, instrumental mm-hmm. in my life in all different ways. Um, they taught me so much when it comes to my aunt Bernetta, her spirituality. Um, she was that encourager for me. Mm. She was that push. Mm. Mm. She was that push that I needed mm. in so many seasons of my life. She's passed away now, but even though she's passed away, I still remember so many conversations that we had in the past that continues to push me now. Wow. My Aunt Christy, she was the strong one and the determined one. And that's where I get when it comes to my accolades and my schooling. Mm-hmm. She was the organizer, but also my Aunt Bernetta. But she taught me how to, in a sense, kind of like map it out, like map out, map, map out what you want. Mm-hmm. I remember one of our conversations um, when I was looking for schools and I shared with um, my mentees and people that I talked to. And one thing she always told me, she said, Look at that dream job that you want to have. Look at all the qualifications and you work towards that. That's my Aunt Chrissy. She was that determined one. That's where I get all of that from. I love that. She was a determined one. Whatever she set her mind to, she did it. And a lot of my family members is kind of like, you know, Brittany, you know, whatever she set her mind to, she going to do it. You probably won't be able to convince her not to. <laughs> um, but that that was her. My Aunt Lisa, she speak her mind. So a lot of people (laughs) say that I am very straightforward, which I am. And so you're not going to walk over me. You're not going to take advantage of me. I'm going to speak my mind. (laughs) So I definitely get that from her. And my Aunt Tisa, she's very warm and kind-hearted. And so I also had that side as well. Um, Even though I speak my mind, I'm a very, very caring and giving person. And I learned that from all of them, but especially my Aunt Tisa, um, she has such a warm and giving heart. And I watch her. I, I watch the things that she does. I watch the things, um, how she moves. And she probably doesn't even see it because I'm a quiet watcher. Typically, I don't say too much, but I, I, that, that part of me in my quietness and my stillness, I enjoy watching people. And sometimes I'm like a sponge and I'll pick up different parts of people. And I say, hey, I want to do more of that. And my Aunt Tisa was one of those where I, you know, I would watch her and I'll say, you know, I want to I want to be more like that. So she was one of those for me. And my grandma, <laughs> my grandma Rogers, she has passed away. I found a lot of qualities like her. She was our queen, our matriarch of our family. She was a strong woman. 
I miss my grandma. She was, she was like a young grandma. Um, and I pray that I can be that too as well. You would never have known her age, the way that she carried herself. She carried herself always so well. Mm. Um, she was always put together and a lot of people, you know, even, um, you know, people will say that about me. It's like, you're always so put together. But I try to still divide that as I may always look put together, but I'm not perfect. Right. You know, um, I make sure that people know I may look strong, but I'm not always strong. I have those moments where I can be weak, that I can be vulnerable, that if I want to show emotion, I will, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. um, I'm not a believer that black women have to always be strong and not just black women. I don't believe that women have to always be strong. We have moments that we should be able and be willing to share our vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those would be the key, the, the key ones for me. I like the point that you made is like it's not just one person who's who's poured into me mm-hmm. a number of women and if I heard it correctly your mother your aunts and your grandmother yeah. and each of them by pouring into you have mothered you in some way yes to see how you have taken a piece from each one of them mm-hmm. and how that being poured into you has framed who you are as Brittany is so beautiful. Yeah. That tells me that the work that we do as women, as mothers in our various roles as mothers and as vessels is bigger than us. Yeah. It goes beyond us. It goes beyond our generation and next generation. Exactly. And thank you for honoring them because I, I, mm-hmm. I believe that as vessels, we should also honor other vessels. So thank you for doing that and sharing okay. that piece. Yes. This has been good. <laughs> it's, it's been such a great discussion. Because yes. We've heard you be very transparent about your experience, your thought process, how you viewed yourself, mm-hmm. but how God had placed certain individuals, interesting enough, children yeah. in, in <laughs> your life, right? Yes showed you how you mother mm-hmm. and how you are a good mom and you dropped some really good gems one that I really like is that we don't have to be strong all the time that's right we, we are human that's right, right. Mm-hmm. so it's a good reminder even for me that you do not always have to put on that strong armor it's that's okay right. yeah you also dropped a really good gem that I took is that and I think we talked about this. When a woman says that she doesn't want to be a mother, mm-hmm. you don't know where she is in her life. You don't mm-hmm. know where she is. Do not judge. Yeah. That's between her and God and let them work that out. Exactly. And I also took away that as we mother, and we specifically talked about being a godmother and aunt, you'll be surprised that the, the little children that God has given to you Mm-hmm. and help transform you or help you recognize who you are and even when you think that you will not be a good mom you're actually being a good mom in that capacity exactly yeah <laughs> so it's so beautiful you are a vessel Brittany you Thank are you. a mother and we know you're a woman yes <laughs> you have really shown so such beauty and grace in sharing your story today Thank you. Um, before we go 
I do want to give you an opportunity to share with our listeners where they can find you online or however. So if you want to just share that. Sure. Um, so you can follow my Instagram page at open doors, the number two underscore redefining. Um, again, it is open doors, O-P-E-N-D-O-O-R-S, the number two underscore redefining, R-E-D-E-F-I-N-I-N-G. Um, you can find me on Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook, which is open doors to redefining. Um, and that is on Facebook. You can also find my book on Amazon. It's called 30 and Single, Accepting the Now and Not the Forever, and is on sale on Amazon. That is awesome. Thank you for sharing that information. Of course. Vessels, thank you for joining me again on another episode on the Mother Vessel podcast. I have learned such great things today and I hope that you have as well and until next time continue to shine and thrive vessels bye thank you